Here's why gratitude is the happiness hack you've been searching for. We are Gold Ivy, a health company dedicated to simplifying health and wellness. The industry is lacking the honest experience and grit required to overcome the struggle. And we're here to fill that gap. You decide what works for your daily life and how to transform our lessons into your gold. Join us on the fearless pursuit of self-discovery and growth. This is Ivy Unleashed, a Gold Ivy production. Welcome back. This is Ivy Unleashed. We are so grateful you are here with us today. And I'm grateful Andrea's here. (laughs) It has been uh, a crazy week. Um, For all those that are following on us on social, you'll see that Andrea and I, uh, we didn't trade places for the week, but I took over her life. Yes. Watched her three kiddos while she was just laying in the sun, chilling in Mexico. Oh, I'm sure that was tough. I was kind of like, before I left, I was thinking, okay, how can I set her up for success? What's going to get in the way? And she was like, I got it. I'm excited. Like, go have fun. And I was like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for two parents, but it's, it was just you. I mean, yeah, you know, I learned, I learned my confidence shot through the roof. I was like, hell yeah, I can do this. I can take care of three kids. I learned that I can do it, but I don't want to. (laughs) Give me like 10 years. No, it was, I mean, it was good. It taught me to enjoy the little things in life again, which was really awesome. And the snuggles, a lot of emotional roller coaster going from (laughs) no patience to just, oh, my heart. I just tug on your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. Um, Reminder though, like, Okay, you say, you know you don't want three kids now or whatever, but you ease into it. You have one, and then right. you one for a couple of years, and then you have two, and then like... I was like, oh, here are three. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. So I, I am so thankful that you did it, and they loved it. Like, they're like, Blair's been asking, where's Brooke at? Where's she well, sleeping the, now? The thing was that, so all of Andrew's kids, when they were little, like, despised me. Like, they were so mean to me. And uh, now Blair is in that phase. And so I was just thankful that I was the only one that she could come to. So she was forced to love me. Also, you gave her lots of ice cream while it was gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had ice cream treats. We had Culver's. Ice cream sandwiches you get home. Cake. Yeah. Anything to just get by. I kept your kids alive. We survived. You really did. I mean, that, that was the only requirement. I told her, you know, lots of things are going to go different than you think. Like, please just yeah. keep them alive. So. Griffin's like, I don't know my backpack. As we're dropping them off at school, I'm like, oh, well, you're alive. That's all that matters. Bye. (laughs) Have a good day. (laughs) Thank God they didn't have recess that day. Why? Because he would have needed a snow pants. Oh, he had a snow pants. He had the other bag. Oh. But we're in the car. I'm like, okay, we need a mask. We need a backpack. We need snow pants. We need Blair's bag. We need Blair's coat because Blair doesn't wear the coat in the car because of the car seat. So it's like this mental checklist. And then I have the GPS on because I know how to get there, but it's like one less thing I have to think about. And then we have the backseat driver, Cora, who's like... Um, Brooke, you're supposed to hit airplay. And I'm like, hold on. I'm not there yet. I'm not done in my mental checklist. Oh, uh, it was great. We, you're we did a rock it. star. Thank, Thank you. you. You did it. I mean, you're... I still hear their voices in my head. <laughs> well, I am grateful for you. Uh, Thank and I'm you grateful so for much. you. Yes. And those kiddos and the relationship that I have with them is something I cherish. I just need a little break now. <laughs> Well, we are just full of gratitude, and that's what we're talking about today. Yes, we are talking all about gratitude, a topic that you hear a lot about in personal development. 
Uh, and the reason that you hear a lot about it is because it works. What's one thing that we all have in common? The desire to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. Today, more than ever, we are living in a never enough world. Got to get the latest technology, the best car, the best body. We all want more, 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 more. We say, I'll be happy when I get the job, when I lose the weight, when I find my right partner. But the truth is happiness is a state of being. You don't find happiness, you create it. So often we tie happiness to an outcome and I believe that's the key to failure. Happiness is a feeling and we cultivate joy by practicing gratitude. It's that simple. And today we're gonna talk about the science to back it up, mm -hmm. practical ways to implement gratitude into your life and ultimately show you why you need to make the decision to choose joy each and every day. Mm -hmm. So first, let's talk about what is gratitude. Yeah. So gratitude is simply defined as a state of being grateful. Right. Simple. It's simply being grateful for something that you have, something you possess, something that you feel. And it's it's an action. Like you aren't just naturally grateful. And so it requires some effort. It requires thinking about what do I have? Who am I? And how do I feel about that? Mm -hmm. And not only like, you know, you can analyze positive or negative, but gratitude is really being thankful for the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm -hmm. It's searching for the gifts that are given to you when we didn't buy them. They're just given to us. Mm -hmm. Like recognizing, mm -hmm. like stopping in the tracks because we get super busy. It's easy to just overpass all of these beautiful things, these beautiful moments that are happening. And right. so we really want to talk to you about how to recognize those things, how to grasp them. Because truly, if you get into this practice, it is going to change your life. Well, it's changing our lives. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's being grateful for what you have already. That's the key that we're going to talk about today. So Cheryl Crow has a song called Soak Up the Sun, and there's a line in it that is perfect. It goes, it's not about getting what you want. It's about wanting what you've got. And that's gratitude right there. I wish we had the song right now. Just to... We can plug it in. <laughs> but if you haven't heard the song, it, it makes sense. And if you have, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. So in short, that's gratitude. It's about wanting what you've already got. Mm -hmm. So there's a TED Talk by Dr. Ike Shibley called Learning to be Grateful Can Increase Happiness. And he says that Aristotle claimed when he thought about happiness, it was the one aim in life that we didn't need a justification for. So when you think about any change, any action, anything you're doing, and you ask yourself, why do you want this? Well, I want money. Why do you want money? I want freedom. Why do you want freedom? And you keep bringing it down. It ultimately funnels down to, I just want to be happy. I want to just be happy just being. Mm -hmm. The simple art of just being me and who I am is enough. The problem is that as humans, we're not very good at predicting happiness. So Dan Gilbert, the author of the book Stumbling on Happiness, believes that a lot of the time we just muddle our way through happiness. So that goes back to the concept of believing, if only I had a big house. But then he touches on the fact of, well, what happens when you have the big house? You have no idea right? You have no idea if you're going to get there. And if you're banking on that, you're setting yourself up for failure. It's like artists when they work their whole life to get a Grammy, mm -hmm. you know, it's happened with Taylor Swift. It's happened with Lady Gaga. It's happened with Alicia Keys. They all say the same thing where they get there, they win the award. And then they realize that their whole life had lived up to that moment and then they have it. And they're like, now what? Yeah. It's like, what am I practicing in those moments in my day to day? The 
mundane, the boring stuff yep. that recognizes those beautiful things, those beautiful moments, the things that you have, the things that make you feel good, the things that make you who you are. Mm -hmm. And they all have to kind of reframe their thoughts because they had been building it up to this big moment and then they get there. Right. And they're like, now what? Right. So the answer is we need to be happy now. And when we recognize and believe that we have the power to do that because ultimately being happy is a choice. Mm -hmm. We wake up each day and we can choose to be happy. And that's where the power lies. And it's easier said than done. Things happen. You know, there's a lot of mess in the world and we need to learn how to cope with anxiety and anger. And there's never going to be a day when we're not worrying about something. But by practicing gratitude, it helps keep that anxiety, that anger, that worry at bay. Dr. Shibley says, we need to try and be happy by realizing that we have a lot and be optimistic by what we can accomplish. He says, we're grateful, but we can still make things better. Right. And that makes me think of a couple books that I've read in my life. And I feel that way, I think naturally of like, things can always be better. Yes. Mm -hmm. But also when things aren't great, like I do have the power to shift the way that my mind works. And mm -hmm. I think- it's important for us to recognize that. But if you need some like backing up of that, there's, there's two books that come to mind. One is Tuesdays with Maury. Oh, so good. Such a good book. And one is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And with both of them, both of these men are going through these terrible, horrific moments in their life. Mm -hmm. So Maury was a college professor and one of his old students saw this news article, I believe it was, about him and decided to go interview him. And throughout the book, he teaches, Maury teaches Mitch, the sports writer, about all of these lessons in life and what truly matters the most. And one lesson that he teaches him is that you can find pleasure in the little things. Uh, there's a story in the book, Mitch asks him how he would spend one last healthy day. And his answer is that he would have a nice big breakfast, he would go for a walk, he'd have lunch with one or two friends to have a really intimate conversation, and then he'd relax in the afternoon, have a big pasta dinner, and then dance. Mm. And Mitch is like, what? That's what you do with your last day? And it just it's the little things. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that ties into, think about when you come back from vacation and when people ask you, how was it? A lot of the times our answer is, oh, it was so nice. We relaxed. We laid on the beach. We read a good book. We watched the sunset, the sunrise. Well, the truth is you can have all of those anywhere you are. Mm -hmm. And it's really about slowing down and enjoying the little things because a lot of the times we want more and we want more. And does that fill us up? No, it leaves us wanting more. Mm -hmm. Being rich doesn't make us happy. I mean, it sure as hell doesn't make us sad, <laughs> but it ultimately doesn't fulfill us. Mm -hmm. And when you ask people what truly makes them happy, what they really care about, what makes them feel alive when they're doing it, spending time with their family, being in good health. And it's being present and recognizing that in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the Victor Frankl book, I was talking about man's search for a meeting is if, if you need a lighthearted, happy book, this is not the book for you. This book <laughs> it's is so heavy. Yeah, it's really heavy. I mean, he is at a concentration camp. You know, he's a Jewish man separated from his family and he's with a bunch of people. It goes through details of what it was like to be in a concentration camp. It's really hard to read, but it's such a great book to give you perspective. And what he talks about in it is how important it is because he's a psychologist, mm -hmm. how important it is 
to think about your scenario and find the good in the moment. And how he survived was thinking moment to moment. He was really present in each moment. And he would say, okay, we're naked. We're in bed. We have lice. Our feet hurt. Uh, what makes it better right now? And he would be like, we get closer and we use our warmth and it feels good. And so he would be in those moments. He would be in the snow with these crappy shoes that didn't even fit his feet. His, his frostbite, it's terrible. And in the moment, he would be grateful that his mind still worked to think about his wife, where he didn't know where she was. He didn't know if she was alive. And he was so grateful that his brain could go and like escape from that moment mm -hmm. to a place with his wife and his family that wasn't where he was in that suffering. And so those types of stories are important to read or to think about, getting that perspective of like, it could be so much worse. And even in those lowest, hardest moments where we're ill or we're at a concentration camp, that we can still find good, like yeah. that's super powerful. We can choose what we think, what we focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... If that's not enough <laughs> to make you be like, okay, maybe I need to be a little more grateful, <laughs> you know, there's proof that simple acts of gratitude work and research supports a long list of health benefits of gratitude, including better sleep quality, improved heart health, lower levels of depression in people living with chronic illness, a lower level of hemoglobin A1C, a biomarker involved in blood sugar control that's used to diagnose diabetes. It's proven to boost your immune system. So stress lowers the immune response to potentially bodily threats, uh, can increase your mental well-being, can help your body fight off illness, and it improves mental health just by fostering positive feelings and helping to create a sense of well-being when done regularly. So that's the key, to do it regularly. It also has been shown to improve relationships and increase optimism. I definitely feel like since I've started my gratitude practice that I've experienced a lot of those things firsthand. And when I think about gratitude in general, I just think about being happy and being at peace. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in the moment and you're grateful for things and you're observing them, it's like this peaceful feeling. And it's so nice. I mean, there's so many moments when I think about like my most, the moments where I felt the most gratitude, you know, it's, it's easy to think of your wedding day, you know, finding out you're pregnant um, when your kids are born or like landing that job. You know, when I got my first job as a health coach, it was like one of the happiest days ever, like so many wonderful things. And, and that's easy to be grateful in those moments because you've looked forward to them for so long and, and in the moment, yes, it's awesome. But I think something to focus on too is how to cultivate gratitude when it's not easy, you In know, the shitty moments. Of yeah, life. it's hard. And it's also hard to even hear about gratitude. And it, it, you hate hearing about gratitude when you're in those darker moments. So we definitely want to touch on with you how to cultivate that in those dark moments when you're really struggling to mm -hmm. find the positive, the light, the anything. Because it's hard. Yeah. And we get it. And we've been there. And we still are experiencing those days, but ultimately it's a choice and we're choosing to seek gratitude and you can too. So how can we switch our brain from resentment, envy, anger, all of those negative emotions into a place of gratitude and thankfulness? It's a good question. <laughs> it's a hard question too. I think it goes back to reminding yourself that it's a choice, right? Every day when we wake up, it's a gift. And just like we talk about our morning routine being so powerful, the morning sets up your tone for the rest of the day. 
We also talk about the idea in episode two, maximizing your time, about this analogy of being in a car, having, you know, the right setup, you're prepared. It's the same thing with gratitude. Think of it like a GPS, right? We choose how we want our day to go. We choose what direction we want it to go and to search for the good. And it's easier said than done. But I know from my past experience that it does work and our brain is meant to protect us. And that's why we focus on the negativity because our brain searches for the threats. It wants to protect us. So we have to focus on the positive. What we appreciate appreciates. It's true. The last three years, I've been searching for answers to my health issues and it's been hard. There have been, I'm going to get emotional, but the darkest days. And (laughs) I didn't think I'd get emotional in this episode. You know, experiencing depression that I never thought I would. And trying different anxiety medications and ultimately not liking the way it made me feel and wanting to take a different approach. Doing a lot of work. And that work has included a gratitude practice. Instead of focusing on what's broken, focusing on what's going well. Because I'm alive. I have doctors who are trying to help, even though a lot of them frustrate the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. I have resilience that I'm proud of. I have people who are reaching out. You know, it's, I have to tell my brain what to focus on. Mm -hmm. And by starting a gratitude practice, it's forced me to slow down, seek out positivity, seek out the good, and appreciate the simple things in life, which we said earlier, what really make life fulfilling, these relationships that I have. It's also taught me that I have everything I need within me, Mm -hmm. that I can slow down and listen to what my body is telling me and what is my truth. You know, there's a lot of things going wrong (laughs) in my body right now, and I don't know what, what those are, and I'm trying and I'm pushing, and as much as I can play the victim card, the poor me card, which I'm guilty of, As easy as it is to focus on the negativity, it's just as easy to focus on the positivity. It's a choice, and it takes consistency and doing it over and over and over again, but it can be done, and it's a muscle. It's like discipline. We build it. We build these habits, just like gratitude journal, and once we start doing it, our brain starts seeking for more because it likes that feeling. It likes that feeling of being happy and producing serotonin and these feel-good hormones, Um, You know, I have a background on my phone right now, and it's Tony Robbins, his quote, where attention goes, energy flows. So every morning I wake up, I'm like, how do I want to feel? Because I have the power to feel that way. And just to even back that up, not only my experience, but Chrissy Nelson, who is executive director of the Network for Grateful Living, author of Wake Up Grateful, the transformative practice of taking nothing for granted. She recommends honing into how I feel and not how I should be feeling, Mm. which is super powerful and something I've been doing. So she recommends these powerful techniques, which I totally advocate for. First one is asking yourself, what opportunity is begging for my attention, which is powerful. Yeah. Say that again. What opportunity is begging for my attention? So wherever you are is a starting point, she says. There's a deep trust required to see an opportunity. And the more you see and seek opportunity, the more it starts to reinforce trust. So the simple act that I ask myself to my body, what are you trying to tell me? Like, I'm here for you. I want to love and support you. What do you need? Mm -hmm. 
And she goes in the story of when she was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. She didn't interpret the diagnosis of my body is betraying me. She saw it as her body was trying to communicate that something is wrong. And that's something I've had to do is, okay, my body isn't pissed at me. Even though it feels like it is, it's trying to tell me something. Mm -hmm. And when you just shift that framework, it starts to allow you to develop a positive relationship with yourself, which I think is huge, which goes into her next point and technique of reframe everything. So this idea of our body betraying us does no service to us. Just like the idea of you can choose to pick that as you can also choose to focus on the positive. When you wake up in the morning and start thinking about your to-do list, she suggests reframing tasks that seem like a burden into opportunities. So instead of saying, I have to go to the doctor for more labs, shift that language to, I get to go to the doctor for more labs. It acknowledges that you have access to healthcare, a doctor that's working to help you, transportation to get there, even if it's your own two feet you have the ability to walk. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's powerful. And then her, her, up. her third one is focus on what's working. So are you able to see? Can you hear? Can you move your body? Are you able to eat and digest food? What can you do that some others can't? Mm-hmm. What is your truth? And it's really hard, and I've experienced this firsthand when people ask how you're doing, And I don't want to focus on the negative because I've been doing all this work, but it's not my truth. Mm -hmm. And so she has this really good response of, I'm not feeling great, but I'm grateful. Ooh. And just leave it there? Like, no details unless they ask some more? Yeah. I mean, if they want to get into it, they can. But it's the same idea of when people are like, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. How are you really (laughs) doing? Mm -hmm. Um, Because ultimately, when we change our conversations about our lives, we change our lives. And she reminds us, as long as we're here, we might as well focus on the fact that it is extraordinary to be alive. She sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't even know who this lady is, but I'm going to be looking her up. I right? love that. And it's making me think about my dark times. And I'm already like <laughs> feeling emotional about it because like breaking it down to, I can see, I can hear, I have two legs that can walk me to the doctor. Like I remember being in that dark place where... I had a miscarriage between Griffin and Blair and it was really hard to be grateful. I mean, I had two healthy kids and that literally got me through everything, Mm -hmm. but it was really hard to be grateful for the lesson I knew I was learning. Like we all know, I believe in God. I know there's a plan. I know that there's a purpose. I knew I would learn something. I knew I would be stronger. I'd been through hard things before that, but that was the hardest. And I had to do that exact same thing where it was like, I can walk to the kitchen. I'm grateful for my feet. Like it was that small, but it helped me. And then it was like that practice got me to the next thing. Like I am well enough now that my body is healed from having surgery that I can cook a meal. I can use my body to create something for my family. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, it got me to the next place and the next place. And so literally gratitude for those little things that practice can save your life. You know, you get in these dark places where gratitude feels impossible. Mm -hmm. It really does. Whether you believe in God or not, you can practice gratitude. And I think it can save your relationships. I think it can save your day. I think it can save your life. I think that if you start so small with the little things that you can do that maybe somebody else can't or isn't even here 
to be able to do because they lost their life too young. You know, we can kind of start anywhere. And that definitely helped me through those super, super dark times. Mm -hmm. And then it got to be bigger where it was like, I'm grateful I can exercise. You know, I'm grateful that I can, my brain is working to troubleshoot this. You know, I remember feeling like I don't even know what I can do. And both my kids were at school at the time and I was home healing from this and I just went outside and I realized that like nature is so healing. And if you need to figure out how to create some gratitude, feelings of thankfulness, getting outside, nature has this ability to really open up that door of gratitude for us. You know, seeing a tree, seeing plants, seeing animals out in nature. I just went out to the park reserve that we lived by at the time and sat looking at this pond, looking at nature, and I couldn't help but have positive feelings from the fresh air and the sunlight and everything. And so I would say if anybody feels like I don't know where to start, I am such a dark place. I would say get outside. Even if it's cold, even if it's scorching hot. What can be outside of you? I think that's a good place to start when you feel like nothing is going right and there's absolutely nothing to be grateful for. Okay, well, what about the health of the people around you, the trees falling outside, the colors? Don't start with yourself. Start with what's going right around you. And in time, you'll build up this practice of searching for the good and you'll start seeing the good and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But when it seems so impossible to think of what is going right for me, look outside of yourself. Right. That helps so much. And then eventually it was at a place where I was so grateful and it just kept being like the support system I had and all of these Mm -hmm. things. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, Cora and Griffin are such miracles, even if that's what I'm gifted with. Right. And I don't have this baby that I want so bad. Like, what a gift. I am so grateful for these two miracles, you know. And so eventually I got to that place, you know, where it was doable. It was, I was able to create some gratitude. I think it shows you that you can hold space for both. Things aren't going to be butterflies and rainbows all the time. You can still be healing and be in pain and still be grateful. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is harder to be in the darkness. It is harder to be in that wallowing space when you're thinking about what you're grateful for. It will diminish it. Mm -hmm. Like it, you can hold both and there's no, like if you're hurting, you know, you can hold both. Right. Well, eventually the good will, like you're saying, shove out the bad. There's not Mm -hmm. enough room. Mm -hmm. But when you get started, you can do both. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love that you keep saying outside of yourself, because I notice this a lot, you know, just in general, being friends with different people, come from different experiences, different socioeconomic statuses. There's so many different people that come from different walks, you mm-hmm. know, and I think when you have a very privileged life or you haven't had a lot of loss or things have been kind of handed to you, it's easy to like create these problems that aren't really problems. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, It's important if you're ever feeling like everything's a mess, everything's wrong, and you just kind of, you're like, I kind of am a dark cloud. You know, (laughs) I think getting perspective outside of yourself is helpful. And I've learned this as a parent. I know for a fact that my family is going to need service trips involved in our life because my kids' life's so easy. It's like the easiest thing. They, They want something. They tell grandma, they get it, you know, and... Can I say something that totally backs us up? Yes. So I'm watching your kids last week and we're doing brush and flush, which is, you know, their nightly routine. And we're in their kid's bathroom, which is not tiny. There's two sinks in there. It's like a lot of people's master bathrooms, right? I know. And and Cora, (laughs) Cora goes, this bathroom is so small. (laughs) 
Why can't we have three sinks instead of two? Why can't we each have our own sink? Yeah. Yeah. So that was just a little. She thinks we should make her closet into her own bathroom. I know. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. We need service trips. I need them to see how children live on the other side of the world. And so. But it's hard when you don't know any different. Like I think about a lot of my friends who haven't gone through hardships. And when I get frustrated with what you're saying, what they're complaining about, I have to remind myself, they don't know any better. They're mm-hmm. not maliciously doing this to be like, Hey, I don't have it. You know, I have it but hard can too. I just, okay. PSA, please check yourself. Like <laughs> if you're complaining, like I cannot handle this, the complaining about things like you see people yelling at customer service people, or when you're traveling, the accommodations aren't perfect. I can't even handle it. So everybody, please check yourself. And if you notice that you might be a little too much, get some perspective. So my son was doing this the other day. Mm-hmm. He came into the room, very serious to Justin and I, Griffin goes, I am not happy about our house. <laughs> And for people that don't know me, we built a house three years ago. It's bigger than I imagined that I would ever have. I said, why aren't you happy with your house, Griffin? And he said, because we do not have a pool. (laughs) And I can't, I like, I cannot handle something like that. So I said, sit down. So he sits down. I pull up a YouTube video of Feed My Starving Children because I know that they always show where children live in whatever country this is, right? Such a great idea. And so I show him a tour. This little boy gives a tour of his one bedroom house that's on mud. And there's three or four people laying on the ground, like on straw or something like that Mm -hmm. and showed him and he watched the whole thing. And he has a lot of empathy for people. So he was feeling for this kid. He was like, wow, really? That's it. That's where they live or whatever. Right. They don't know any different. So he steps back after the video and he goes, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to get us a pool and then I'm going to send them enough money for them to get a pool too. So (laughs) he didn't quite fully get it. But it just shows like we are going to go to places and help them to see how other people live. How are they going to have perspective? You know, I mean, I can't blame them for not having it. They're children. That's something I want to do to cultivate more gratitude with my children so that as they grow as adults, they know like this is not normal. Like this is a super blessed, incredible way of life here Mm -hmm. that's so convenient and safe. It's unbelievable. And so that's how I'm going to provide some insight for my family. Which I think that echoes this idea of when you've come from, you know, a privileged life, you're more likely, in, in my personal belief, to have this idea of like never enough because you've always got what you wanted, right? So you don't appreciate the little things. Whereas those who have worked really hard from a young age to support themselves, not that they do a better job, but they tend to appreciate the little things more Mm -hmm. because they know how good it is, which perfectly dives into this TED talk that I saw. Another TED talk, love TED talks, and it's from David Steeny Rast, and the title is Want to Be Happy, Be Grateful. And he talks about the connection between happiness and gratefulness. And he says, you know, a lot of people argue that happy people are grateful, which is fair, right? Mm -hmm. But then he goes on to argue is it really that happy people are grateful or is it that grateful people are happy? Because we know a lot of people who have everything they've ever dreamed of and they're not happy. Mm-hmm. And we know a lot of people who have suffered from a lot of misfortune and are as happy as can be. And people around them are like, why are you so happy? All these negative things are happening to you. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think, okay, grateful people 
are the happy ones. And what do we mean by gratefulness? So he goes into explaining in this TED Talk that we experience something that's valuable to us. So these things that are given to us outside of ourselves. The key is becoming aware that every moment is a given moment. It's a gift. You haven't earned it. You haven't bought it. You have no way of ensuring that you're going to get another moment. And by knowing that every moment is a new gift, we avail ourselves to the gift of opportunity in that moment. What can we do with this moment? We can be grateful in every given moment for the opportunity. Even when we're confronted with something difficult, we can arise to the opportunity that is given to us. And a lot of the times we miss this opportunity because we're rushing through life. We're not pausing to enjoy the little things, these gifts of every moment. Yeah. And what I worry about too is that I know that in general, when I compare myself to others with gratitude, like that I stop in my tracks and I'll, and I'm the cheesy one that's like, "Ah, Mm -hmm. this is so great. But it's because I've lost people. I had lost a few friends in high school. And I think that's what really propelled this feeling of that it is a gift, that Mm -hmm. it is not promised. Right. And so what I wonder is for the people that haven't experienced a lot of loss, can you stop yourself in your tracks and cultivate this happiness because you know that this is not promised or do you have to be taught this hard lesson? Life is so short and it is a gift. It sounds cheesy, but it's the truth. Yeah. Well, I think as much as we hone this, it's something that people have to learn for themselves, right? So there is opportunity in difficult times, which we've learned. And until you experience it, you can't really appreciate it, in my opinion. Through difficult times, right, we learn patience and we learn that the road to peace is not a sprint but a marathon and that it takes courage to stand up for what we believe in all these little things that through difficult times we learn and when you think about the people that you admire it's the people that are resilient and grateful because they've gone through hard times Mm -hmm. and for the people who haven't gone through hard times uh, in this TED talk David talks about his method of how to really harness a life full of gratitude. And he calls it the stop, look, go method. So for anyone who is looking to cultivate a little more gratitude, this is for you. Um, So first, stop. We're rushing through life, right? We miss opportunity because we don't stop, we don't pause, and it's hard. The lives we live are faster and busier than ever. And so we need to remind ourselves to stop. And so David tells a story about he was living in a different country. Uh, he was living in Africa where they didn't have water and have clean water. And so when he got home back to the States, he was so grateful for water. He was so grateful for light, but eventually he forgot about how grateful he was for these things. So he put literal sticky notes on the faucet, on the light switch to remind himself. And He goes into saying how we can put these stop signs anywhere in our lives. These little reminders. Brendan Burchard, who is a high-performance habit expert, he has this practice of whenever he's in a line, he thinks about, okay, what am I doing well? What could I be doing better? What could I be grateful for? How could I help people more? It's just this check-in for himself. So anytime he's in a line, it's his cue. Like waiting at the grocery store? Yep. Anytime he's in a line, it's just his cue to reflect. And so that's kind of his stop sign. So once we have the stop sign, you can then go into look. And this is using your senses. So opening your eyes. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you smell? And when we really feel those 
in those moments, we can enjoy what's given to us, these gifts that we didn't ask for, but are given to us, and we can open our hearts, and then that leads to the go. So how do we take action with this feeling? And a lot of the times, it's just fully enjoying and feeling, but it's also helping and creating. So what can you do with this positivity that you're feeling? And when we're more grateful, when we're more happy, we want to help others. And also helping others makes us more happy. It's proven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to wrap it up, he says, if you're grateful, you're not fearful. If you're not fearful, you're not violent. If you're grateful, you act out of a sense of enough and not a sense of scarcity. And you're willing to share. The more people who do this, we have a network and not a pyramid scheme. We're helping each other. And that is a grateful world. Grateful people are joyful people and what we need more of. That's beautiful. I cannot wait to go back and listen to that TED Talk because I haven't heard that before. Yeah. And we'll put all this gold in the show notes because there's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love thinking of those tangible steps, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you're in dark moments, that's what you need. You need a small thing that you can do, or you need someone to be like, how do I even do this? My brain is not working. I'm suffering. I'm in a dark place. I need help. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I read about a study and it was a bunch of college kids that were already undergoing psychotherapy. So they had therapists, they were in a dark place. And what they decided to do in the study was have three groups of them. One is just doing psychotherapy. That's helpful, obviously, when you're Mm -hmm. depressed or you're in a dark space. And the other group, what they had them do was the same psychotherapy. But on top of that, they regularly had them write gratitude letters to someone. Even if they were struggling with their relationship with that person, they would still write what they're grateful for in that relationship. And so they studied them and it it did not happen overnight. This was after at least four weeks of doing these letters regularly to people that they were grateful for and getting really specific on what they're grateful for to these people. They wrote these letters, send them or not, decide later. But what they found was after four weeks of this regular practice that they had positive emotions from this on a regular basis. And they even did... MRI scans on their brain, and it showed that they had sensitivity in the medial prefrontal cortex, which showed that expressing gratitude, so not just thinking about what you're grateful for, but actually expressing it, helped improve their moods, helped improve their emotions, and you could see it in their brain. And what the study shows, too, is that it takes time for this Mm -hmm. to really show up, too. So, like with my practice, I've been writing in my Fearless Pursuit journal on a regular basis, and I didn't really notice the positive effects until I would say at least a month later where I was like, I don't know, like I'm grateful for things. Should I just write my shoes that are on my feet? You know, (laughs) but as I've been doing it now for almost two full months, I am noticing differences. The words I'm writing down are deeper. Mm -hmm. It's coming to me faster. I'm noticing things more throughout the day. And so I can totally see what happened within this study is so true in my own life and what I'm doing. Yeah. And even just to echo the idea of it being powerful on top of therapy. So my therapist recommended the five-minute journal, which for any of of you who haven't heard of that, it is a a gift sent from God. Mm -hmm. But it's basically each day has its own page, and it's broken down, takes you five minutes, hence the name, and it's I am grateful for, and you write three things. What would make today great? You write three things. So you're telling your brain what to do, how you want to cultivate this gratitude and make your day great. 
And then a daily affirmation, which you know I love affirmations. And then you also check in at night with two questions, three amazing things that happened today. And then how could I have made my day even better? Ooh, I like that one. So it's simple. It's to the point. And, and it's forward it. thinking too. So it's like you're present in the moment of like what's good and working now, yeah. but also what can I make it even better yeah. for for the next day? That's And awesome. as tedious as it may seem to do it every day, you know, I've reminded myself that it's not going to happen overnight feeling these benefits, right? When we had Sonia on for her episode on self-care, we asked her, how do you notice that this is working? And her response was, you don't notice it right away. You notice it in the way that you respond after and how you feel. And I'm definitely noticing that I'm reaping those benefits. Like you said, you're getting more specific. You're getting more deeper. What I'm doing, I've noticed this morning actually, is I'll, I'll think of what I want to write. And I'm like, nope, that's not good enough. And I'm questioning myself. Like, what am I really like digging, digging in deeper mm-hmm. and not settling for, oh, I'm grateful for shoots. It's like, no, no, no. What is actually happening that is a gift. Mm-hmm. Something I heard from Rachel Hollis that she recommends when writing gratitude is picking something that happened in the last 24 hours. And this causes your brain to look for grateful things throughout the day. So it's like, okay, what do I want to write about? Mm-hmm. And it totally is. Just driving here and the weather, it's 40 degrees in Minnesota. And I'm so grateful that the sun is out and it's beautiful. It's great. I love Rachel Hollis. And she always has so many wonderful ideas with gratitude, with scheduling. Oh my gosh, I could use every resource she has underneath the sun. Yeah. But I think too, it's important that you have to find what works for you. I mean, there's so many ways to cultivate gratitude. And I know that we've listed a lot of them already, but we actually have more ideas (laughs) that we want to throw at you and pick and choose what works for you. Yeah. You can practice gratitude through journaling, pay attention to the little things in life, like the birds and the trees, telling someone that you're grateful for them, doing something kind for someone meditating on the positive aspects of your life. So there's journaling and there's also mapping, which for those visual people, it involves creating a visual mood board of everything that you're grateful for and placing this board somewhere in your house that you see. There's also jars. So writing it down on a piece of paper, on a little sticky note, putting it in the jar. And after a year or a month, just reading it to remind yourself of all the good that's happening in your life. Or if you're having like a tough day and you're like, I don't know, maybe you could grab one out and just read it. Yes. I love that. And then morning meditation. So what I do, which I've talked about in a a few other episodes, Insight Timer is the app that I use to meditate. And I love it. There's now over 80,000 free meditations. It's the largest library out there. And the one that I love, it has you rub your hands together and you feel you're creating gratitude. You put your hands over your eyes and you feel gratitude move through your body. You visualize gratitude spewing out into the streets, into the people you'll meet that day, how you'll feel during the day. And I love it because I do it in the morning. It sets the tone for my day. There's also meditations that you can do at night to unwind, think about what went great for your day so that you're in that state when you fall asleep, you wake up feeling grateful too. Um, And then lastly, prayer, you know, no matter whatever you believe in, prayer is a helpful tool for generating feelings of gratitude, whether you are just talking to yourself, whether you're just putting it out in the universe, praying to a higher power. And then lastly, volunteering is a really good practical way to express gratitude. Helping those in need can inspire you to reflect on your own circumstances and what's going well for you. Yeah. And every entrepreneur that gets to a place where they're financially stable, finally, they always say that 
what they find is their true joy and their true happiness comes from when they can channel their success into service, mm-hmm. into volunteering, because it gives you the most fulfillment. It makes you the happiest. It provides the most joy. And so yeah. I think that's really important that doesn't matter how much money you have. It's going to come back to this. It's going to come back to gratitude. Absolutely. And right now I want you to think about three things that you enjoy most in life and break it down to the most simplest forms of pleasure. What is it? Is it spending time with your family? Is it taking care of your health and being full of energy? Write these three things down and post them around your house, on your desk, on your fridge, because these are the things that you should be devoting your time, energy, resources to. You need to be incorporating these things into your daily life And ask yourself, are you making time for the things that truly make you happy and grateful to be alive? Absolutely. And it really is three steps. Grab a pen and paper. Think of your best quality, something in your life, a gift, anything that you know that you are grateful to have. And if it got taken away that you would feel terrible about. And three, write it down. It's that simple. And just watch gratitude change your life. Yes. Before we jump into our three gold stars for you, please remember that you can use all of Gold Ivy's resources that you feel could benefit your life. They are free. We are providing them for you on all of our socials each and every day. Don't forget to subscribe to Ivy Unleashed on Apple and Spotify and YouTube so that you never miss an episode. And please share with anyone that you think could benefit from hearing our gold. All right. Now it's time for our three gold stars. Number one, write down three things you are grateful for every day for a week. Two, write a letter to someone that you're grateful for, and you can decide later on if you're actually going to send it. And three, pick a time during your day that you want to reflect on what's going well. Up next, Unleashing Ivy. Brooke, what's one thing you do that helps you seek gratitude? I think making it a part of my morning routine. So I know I have to do it. Therefore, the day before, I'm consciously looking for, okay, what am I grateful for? What good things are happening? I'm constantly thinking about the good because I know the next morning at 4 or 5 a.m., I got to write it down. Mm-hmm. So if I'm prepared, <laughs> less time spent. Yeah. And then I'm also setting the tone for my day. Right. All right. When you are in a dark place and struggling to feel grateful, What's one thing that steers you in a positive direction? I think in the past, what's helped me is to think about that this is going to make me stronger, Mm. that this is dark, this is ugly. I know I'll get out of it. I know it'll go in a positive direction eventually, and it probably even is, and I'm not even noticing, but I think it's that I will be stronger and I will have learned something from this. That typically helps me. Totally. All right. And last, what's one thing you wish you would have known sooner about gratitude? That it's the key to happiness and that happiness is a choice. And if I want to choose to be happy, it starts with being grateful. I love that. That it all is within me. Mm -hmm. I don't need anything outside of me. Some people live their whole life and they never figure that out. Well, here's your PSA. (laughs) Everything you need is within you. Yes. Except your pen and your paper where you're going to write it down. (laughs) Yeah, go find the pen and paper. (laughs) And for our last segment today, your piece of gold. Today, your piece of gold comes from none other than Oprah Winfrey. She says, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. This is Gold Ivy signing off. 
Listen to your truth and go chase your gold. (laughs) 